Hi, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 7. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the economy of the European Union. Now, what is the EU? Well, the European Union is a political and economic coalition of 27 different countries throughout Europe. And the EU holds the belief that if you have countries that are interdependent on each other for trade, then you are less likely to go to war with them. And this belief has gotten the EU lasting peace uh, since its founding in 1993. The countries of the EU mainly trade with each other, which makes up about 64% of total trade in these countries, and they also make up 15.6% of the world's GDP, right behind the US and China, making them the third largest economy in the world. There are large disparities in terms of GDP within different countries in the EU, but having large economic contributors such as France, Germany, Italy, and Spain make up for such losses in smaller countries such as Estonia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Cyprus, Bulgaria, Slovenia, and Malta. The main source of income for the EU is its services sector, which is one of three main economic sectors, the first two being raw material collection and manufacturing, and this makes up 74.7% of the EU's total GDP. The EU is also comprised of multiple successful companies such as BMW, Nestle, Mercedes-Benz, BP, Volkswagen, and Shell. And these contribute to the EU's automobile manufacturing and energy industries as they are successful globally and are centered in Europe. One thing that stands out in the EU is their internal market or the European single market. This enables citizens, goods, capital, and services of their member countries to freely move within other nations in the EU uh, without much uh, restriction and to incentivize competition and efficient allocation of resources to areas where they are needed. Now the internal market is best represented by what is called the four freedoms. I stated these earlier but they are the free movement of goods, capital, services, and people. The free movement of goods between European nations is to create a singular European market as they compete with larger economic powers such as the US and China. It is also implemented to ensure the most efficient development of business and services in Europe. The free movement of capital was ensured by the implementation of the euro. 19 countries in the EU use the euro as currency which helps regulate monetary policy and makes inter-country banking more efficient. The free movement of services gives workers and employees an equal chance for bargaining and makes work easy to do across borders within European nations. The free movement of people allows for citizens of member countries to move and stay between other member countries in the EU no matter what the reason. There are certain restrictions though to this movement. For example, if you're on a government welfare program, you cannot move to another country and stay there. And the free movement of people also allows uh, people to work anywhere within the EU without discrimination against a particular nation. To wrap things up, the centralization of the European economy has helped them contend with other major economic powers, even if they aren't number one. Such centralization has also helped with modern social progression as well as lasting peace in a region that had been tainted by conflict in the past. And that is it for episode seven. Thank you for listening and tune in for the next episode.